Here's something I've been loving on my run lately, Curex. Curex is a leading over-the-counter insole that is highly customizable and provides dynamic arch support. Visit curex.us and use code AMR15 for 15% off. Curex, your body will thank you too. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell hanging in Denver. I'm going to emphasize all the D's today, okay? So remind me to do that in the middle of the podcast. Don't do. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, Dim, I hear you took an epic bike ride with your beloved husband, Grant. I did take an epic bike ride with my beloved husband, Grant. I did that um, about a week ago. We did a ride called the Copper Triangle. It's usually an organized race, um, oh. or not a race, I should say. It's a it's an event. It's like a century. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, apparently, I did it <laughs> with him. I knew I'd done it once before. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let me unfold. So, so Grant was like, "I really want to do the Copper Triangle." It wasn't obviously it was canceled this year, so he was just going to go ride the route um, mid September because like leaves will be changing. It's beautiful up in the mountains. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Oh." Well, I think I want to do that with you, even though he's like been training a lot harder than I am. And he goes, last time you did that, Dimity said you never needed to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, oh, I did? Oh, okay. Um, But I did that in 2008. So that was like, you know, that was- Oh, you've had plenty of time to change your mind. You're a new woman, Dimity. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even remember saying that. Um, So yeah, so we basically went up and did this ride and it um, it is everything that Grant- said it is. It's it's lovely. Um, and it is very hard. Um, we got up, so you start in Copper Mountain, um, mm-hmm. and you ride up to Leadville and then you, you take a turn and you go down to Midvert. Uh, it's called Minturn. It's right near Vale. And then you take another turn and you start in Vale and you climb back up to Copper. So that's, so you basically take three turns. That's your art. Yeah. Three turns. Um, that's your, uh, that's your triangle. And, uh-huh. um, yeah, and uh, it's six thousand feet of climbing and eighty feet, eighty miles. Um, so it was rough. I mean, it was rough, but it was so fun because it was. It, I mean, Grant had said, "Do you want to do it?" Um, and I, I was like, "Yeah, maybe." And then, like, I thought we were kind of <laughs> gonna call it off that week because it was really cold in Leadville. He's like, "I don't want to be in Leadville when it's twenty degrees." And I was like, yeah. "I agree." So we kind of found out this. We kind of planned this um, other route that was closer to home, so down lower. And, um, and shorter. So that's the one that I thought we were doing. And then he was like, um, so, so we're on for tomorrow, <laughs> like Saturday afternoon. And I was like, what? So, um, so yeah, so we started in copper. It was 28 degrees, which is very oh, cold on a bike. Yeah. Um, but we made it work and, uh, and then just had a great day. And, um, the good news is that, uh, I, I didn't remember much of the ride. Um, so, so that's good. I remember what's that? Like, like childbirth. Like childbirth, exactly. Well, it was 12 years ago. So that's, that's you know, that's definitely childbirth age. Um, <laughs> saw cows, saw beautiful rivers, saw beautiful mountains. I mean, it was, you know, one of the, we've been talking about the smoke a lot, you and I, um, offline. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a clear, beautiful blue day. Um, it, the only part that got tough was, uh, so you basically get, like I said, you t- get to Minturn and then you turn and go into Vale and you've got to climb up Vale Pass and there's a little sign at the bottom that says 20.5 miles to the top and you're just like, <laughs> OMG. And it is, it is, it feels like the Tour de France. I mean, I'm sure, well, I'm sure that there are parts of the Tour de France that are like 
climbing yeah. Vale Pass, but they're probably like, you know, the easy parts of the Tour de France. <laughs> but still, it was, it did feel like it was, I mean, because there's- You're also not doping. I'm not doping. Nope, nope, not, I only, if, unless you call Goo Espresso Love doping. Um, but yeah, it was just a really fun day. And I mean, I was talking to someone else about it and I was like, you know, it was kind of like going and running a marathon after your longest training one was like 13 miles. Where you're just like, I don't know what this day is going to bring, but I'm just going to like soak it up and enjoy it and and be glad that I can do it. You know, that I have enough training to do it. I wasn't trained to go hard for, for 80 miles, but I was trained to be, at least go 80 miles, um, you know. And, so, then- and, and then do you and Grant stick with each other or does he, because he had trained harder, does he go on ahead and wait for you at set points? Like, um, he, he, a little of both, but most of the time he stays with me. You know, he actually had a rough time um, with the cold at the beginning. And I was like, I mean, I was actually ahead of him for the first like two hours. And I was like, oh, geez, this is going to be a long day. <laughs> of course, being the sympathetic spouse that I am. Um, but then he then he found he warmed up and kind of found his groove. And I mean, he could have definitely gone faster. But no, he's he's pretty good about, um, you know, letting me you know, not set the pace necessarily, but like he'll stop, um, you know, if I, cause I took more pictures than he did. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point I was like, we need to stop at the bottom of a bail pass. I was like, we need to stop for Gatorade. Like mm-hmm. I just needed like something cold and with calories. <laughs> I love my noon, but I was like, I'm not going to be able to like, you know, suck down gels as I'm, you know, on a mm-hmm. 11% climb. So I need to have some calories. So like, you know, he probably wouldn't have done that if it weren't with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. so how long did it take you to do the whole ride? Um, it took us uh, about five and a half hours of, of wow. in the bike time, saddle time. And we were out there for about six hours and 15 minutes. So, wow. Well, that's um, not much time for lollygagging. No. Oh no. There's no lollygagging. Well, I mean, that's kind of fun too. You know, like you can, like, again, going on your own little adventure, we could kind of do our own thing, but I mean, we rode strong. I rode really, really well. Um, and you know, I have a hard time saying that, but I was really yeah. proud of, of how I did that. I don't know what my time was 12 years ago, but of course there were lots of aid stations out then and stuff. Uh-huh. And I was like, remind me where the aid stations were grant. And <laughs> I remember I got stung by a bee, um, coming down and got into my Jersey last the first time that didn't happen this time. Um, but Grant, I did have a little argument at the end last time, um, (laughs) which I didn't remember. And he didn't remember that we had left Dharma, our first dog, um, Mm -hmm. at urgent care that day because she had had something wrong with her. So I was like calling on the, on the route, you know, calling the vet and making sure she was okay. And, you know, my sister was taking care of our kids because they were so young and it's just a different time. But anyway, it was, it was very fun. And I, um, and I'm glad that we were able to do it. Wow. Well, yeah. To you, Dimity. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I definitely felt like it felt like a marathon effort is what it yeah. did. And I haven't well, I, had that in a long Yeah. Time. I want to say kudos for doing it and for feeling proud about it. Yeah. You know, you, you, you can, uh, you, your Midwesternness can, you know, kind of squash your accomplishments somewhat or belittle them somewhat or not celebrate them. And yeah. so it's nice to see you, um, uh, taking s- some pride, some well-earned pride in what you did. Thank you. Thanks. I knew that it was a big day when I like couldn't fall asleep that night, you know, like after you have a race or a big, really hard workout and you're just like too hard to fall asleep. Yeah. Oh gosh, I haven't had this in so long. This is fun. (laughs) This sleepless night is really fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So let's jump into the questions. I'm excited uh, to start off with an international question from Carolyn in Brisbane, Australia. 
Hi ladies, Carolyn here from Brisbane, Australia. I hope you're both well. Like most people, COVID has meant the cancellation of all of the races I was training for and it's caused me to lose motivation. I've set myself a new goal, which is both a distance and a time goal, running a half marathon under two hours in November. My question is, should I focus on increasing my distance first and then focus on speed or focus on getting quicker first and then increase mileage? Thanks for your advice. Looking forward to hearing your answer. Have a good day. And would you believe I practiced saying Brisbane and I still screwed it up? So uh, anyway, so I, I apologize to all our Australian listeners. So, um, so okay, so I'm not the coach here, but I've trained for more races than I can count because sometimes I do try to count and I can't do it. <laughs> um, so, and all the plans that I've been on have me work on both speed and endurance, you know, so that some workouts you hone speed, other workouts build endurance. So that's kind of the magic of a training plan. Is that right, Coach Dimity? Uh, it is the magic of a training plan for sure, but it's the magic of the right training plan. And I think mm. that's really what we need to find for Carolyn from Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, clean up after you on that one. Um, yeah. But uh, so the deal is, is so she wants to go under two hours, which is great. That's an awesome goal and very worthy and and, and a big effort. Um, but I guess I would want to know more information about like where she is right now like in her running mm. where she's been in the past. I mean, it's hard to, I don't want to be like, Oh, we can't answer this, but I also don't want to say, yes, go, go get a plan that has three days of speed work in it. And just a little bit of endurance. If her longest run for the past six months during the pandemic was five miles, you know? Mm -hmm. So it really, I mean, so the biggest thing is endurance, right? You've got to be able to go the distance. That's like building block a, and that's what everything else springs off of. So, yeah. you know, if, if her long runs have been in the, you know, um, you know, in, in 10 miles every once in a while, or she's, you know, she's consistently running, 25 miles a week or more, um, you know, and, um, and is injury free. That's the other thing is we got to look at is injuries. Mm -hmm. Um, and you really need to be injury free when you start a more intense training program, then, yeah. then, you know, yeah, then, then absolutely. Let's get you on a harder plan. I mean, and the thing that's so great about a, a plan, excuse my, uh, hitting my <laughs> microphone, um, is that it does, it, it puts in, it sprinkles in the right amount of intensity, at mm -hmm. the right times. So, yeah. you know, I don't want her to go off and say, okay, I need to work on speed and go do speed workouts five days a week. Cause she's just going to burn herself out and never sleep, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. So, I mean, you know, like it, in the train, like a mother club and you don't have to use that, but you know, for instance, we have, you know, you know, um, you know, go the distance, crush the distance, you know, mm -hmm. absolutely slay and annihilate the distance, you know, I mean, so there's different levels. And so, and, and they're kind of, um, they're categorized so you can figure out what is best for you and your goals. So mm -hmm. that's really, I mean, you know, there isn't one rule of thumb, but I would say if you need to prioritize anything, it's going to be endurance because mm -hmm. you've got to be able to cover the distance first. And then, you know, throwing in stuff like race pace miles or track workouts or things like that, that kind of give you um, a little edge to see what it feels like to run fast. That's, that's mm -hmm. like step two. Yeah. 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 So, um, and it's also critical Carolyn to, or anyone to do the workout as it's written. Once you find a plan, a well-honed plan, because you know, the, the, pace and distance are designated for a purpose. You know, the coach just doesn't, you know, pull these numbers out of a hat. Um, so I remember in 2009, when I was training for what would become my um, marathon PR, my coach told me, 
um, she said, um, I'll never be impressed if you come back from a run and tell me that you ran faster than I wanted you to. Yeah. And, and, you know, like you're, you're just, then you're losing the, um, effect, the, the designed effect of the, the design purpose of the train of the, that workout, that specific workout. Exactly. And you're, and you're, you know, so, so there are days, the easy days need to be really easy and the hard days need to be pretty hard. Right. And the, mm-hmm. most of us love that in between where it's like, Oh, I don't really want to go that easy because I want to feel like I had a workout and Oh my gosh, it sucks to push myself that hard. So I'm just going to go kind of in this lovely, like gray middle, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, those easy days are just key and, and, and they are hard mentally, you know, because mm-hmm. they are, you know, you're out and you're like, I know I can go faster. And maybe you see other runners and you're feeling your ego doesn't mm-hmm. like that because you might be feeling judged, mm-hmm. um, or they're boring. They can be boring mm-hmm. for sure. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, so there's just, but, but there's a reason for them. So, um, so yes, yeah, so you got to pay attention to the program. Yeah. I recently started wearing a new model of running shoes and I really like them. Then I substituted Curex Run Pro insoles for the flimsy factory insoles, and my feelings for the shoes switch from like to love. Curex insoles provide flexible support with just the right level of rigidity. Before, the shoes felt a tad bit sloppy, now I feel at one with them. Curex is a leading over-the-counter insole that is highly customizable and provides dynamic arch support, whatever your arch height. Curex Run Pro insoles are available in three options, high, medium, and low. They have a thin, non-bulky profile, yet deliver maximum support and comfort. I'm no longer putting in marathon training miles, yet as a middle-aged runner, I usually have some body part or another talking to me. Yet this morning, as I was pulling on my running clothes, I realized I'm currently 100% pain-free. Knock on wood. I think running on Curex insoles is a big reason. Try Curex insoles for yourself, risk-free, today. The company offers a 60-day warranty, even if the product has been cut to fit your shoes. Visit curex.us and use code AMR15 for 15% off a pair of Curex insoles. That's C-U-R-R-E-X dot U-S with code AMR15 for 15% off. Curex.us. All right, this one is from Julie in Argyle, Wisconsin. Hi, Sarah and Dimity. This is Julie calling from Argyle, Wisconsin. I have a question about getting some strength training in while out on the run. I have three small kids, um, six, four, and two. So it's been a little challenging lately for me to get in my strength workout in the morning. Um, But it's guaranteed to get done if I do it while I'm out on the run and no one's trying to climb on me or ask for breakfast. So I was just wondering if you have a list or any ideas of your favorite strength workouts, whether it's upper body or lower body, just things that would be um, outdoor friendly. Um, I could use a bench or um, the sidewalk. Obviously, I wouldn't have any equipment with me, but if you have any ideas, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Oh, dimity. The moment I saw this question. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> your name all over it. Oh, my God. I love stuff like this. Like, <laughs> let's just get out and, like, make people just just make up a workout wherever you could make up a workout. I love it. I love it. Um, I can see I can see if the uh, if the world was designed by you, Damu, it would almost be like um, 
I don't know, like the the musical with um, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling or oh, uh, La La Land. La La so Land. Instead of people, you know, doing little uh, soft shoe dance numbers on park benches, everybody would be doing tricep dips or something <laughs> exactly. like that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or parkour or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there are there have been times when I've been on bike rides. Uh, there's one bike route that I do um, a lot and it passes by, you know, like those park like oh, exercise yeah. machines where they don't really have weights, but like, you know, if they have a pull-up bar and they have like a, you know, a quad um, extension machine and stuff like that. I'm like, gosh, should I just stop and try those? Like, I have to also say, Tim, those are really, I think, specific to Colorado because I have never seen one, the, those types of things. I mean, certainly they're those ones that have like the little slanted ramps and things like that. But ones that have machines, I remember being struck by those when I saw those in Denver. Like yeah, I there's a couple. I don't of see them in now. Oregon. I don't see them. I didn't see them in California, Massachusetts. I've lived in a lot of places. I've never seen them except in Denver. <laughs> we're, we're a little aggro when it comes to our fitness around here. Yes, so. yes, yes, <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so absolutely, it is fun to throw strength training into a run. I like it for a lot of reasons. I like it because so many people um, get done with a run and they're like, oh, and I'll put in my strength training later. And then later never happens because of life, you know, um, later, later never happens. I think I need a tattoo that says that <laughs> yeah. never going to happen. Um, or, um, and I also like it because, um, it breaks up the run. Right. And so typically going back to those easy runs, um, that we were talking about, you run easy between, you know, these little stations that we're going to talk about in a second, but, you know, so it's, it, it, this can still be classified as an easy run, um, because it's, it's more muscular strength than, you know, cardiovascular strength and getting your cortisol levels up and all that kind of stuff. So it's more, it's kind of a nice, um, you know, well-rounded workout, I guess is what I'd call it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So the stuff that you can do, I mean, you can, you know, the, the, the world's your oyster, really. You say you have a bench, which is great. Um, and what else did you say she have? A sidewalk, but no equipment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So benches are good. I mean, so, you know, you have to think about the width, the, the weather. So Wisconsin, it's going to get cold. Um, so a lot of people don't want to get on the ground <laughs> in the winter time. So a bench is awesome. Yeah. So you can, you know, do little, you know, you can make up a little pattern. So you're like, you know, Every at every mile, I'm going to stop and do five minutes of exercises or every five minutes, I'm going to do one minute of exercise or mm-hmm. whatever works. I mean, you can really make it up however you want. I mean, I'm happy to give examples, but um, what, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not much for looking at my watch and you know me, I'm not so good at programming my watch. So, I mean, for me, it would be just, you know, running a certain distance or something like that and then stopping and doing maybe like five exercises and do 20 reps of them or something like that. Sure. So it really is kind of make your own adventure as you like to say, Dim. And so, um, you know, um, I like to do, you know, if I were going to do it, I'd be doing squats, lunges for the lower body, you know, as I alluded to with my La La Land reference, you know, tricep tips, <laughs> um, you know, you could do a modified push up using the bench. So you don't have to put your hands on the true ground. Although I don't know if putting your hands on a bench is any, um, less germaphobe, you know, uh, yeah, maybe, raising. maybe at a different time, but yeah, but then you don't have to touch at least, you know, if it's muddy or wet. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. I guess, or, you know, you could use a tree, you know, you could lean against a tree and be doing, you know, kind of modified pushups that way. Um, you know, you could be doing a wall sit by putting your back up against a tree or a, or a bent or a building. I mean, like if you see like a nice brick building or something, you know, the back of a school, something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Those are great ideas. Those are great ideas. Yeah, yeah. And like basically you just give yourself a pattern, you know? So, I mean, if you have a bench, I mean, maybe you have a, a run where you could see, you know, the, you know, you pass four benches, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. at the first one, you could do, you know, that that arm workout that you just said. You can also plank on a bench. You can plank on the ground. I think, you know, as long as you have – um you know, as long as it's not too gross, I think, you know, doing a plank either on your forearms or your palms is fine. Um, yeah. Side plank, similarly, you can be on your palms or your forearms. Mm-hmm. Um, the bench you can also use for step up and step downs. Those are really yep. good for running. You can do one-legged squats on um, mm-hmm. a bench um, and you can do um, what other stuff you can do. I you mean, can do uh, calf raises using the sidewalk. You could you do calf raises using the sidewalk. Yep, yep. I mean, and and um, I mean, bear crawls or mountain climbers. Yeah, you know. burpees. I mean, anything is your thing. I mean, basically, you know, I mean, for for the most part, you want to go. I mean, depending upon your fitness level and your energy level and stuff. I mean, I would say your run should be in the three mile range max. You know, it could be two or two and a half too, mm-hmm. um, because the exercises are going to also obviously tax you energy wise and muscularly. So don't, you know, maybe to give it a go, you know, I wouldn't set out on a five mile route and do exercise every five mile, every, you know, every five minutes. Um, the other stuff that you can do, um, actually is like more drill oriented, which is um, still, you know, but you can do high knees. That's a huge one. Um, you can do grapevine, a little karaoke, you can do butt Mm -hmm. kicks, you can do, um, like side shuffle, you know, kind of getting your feet fast and quick. That's another, you know, that could be another station. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lots, lots you could do. Yeah. On Dimity, you didn't even use one of your signature phrases in that response. It's, come on, say it just for me. Say it oh, just for me. BOGO. Buy one, get one. Yes. 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 <laughs> I, I tend to reserve that for hills just because, it's, you know, hills are so special. So when you climb, you get speed and strength. Oh, but I, I love the Dimity BOGO call. BOGOs, yes. <laughs> when, I, when I'm in a store and I see that I think of you. Oh, good. <laughs> um. Sarah in Amsterdam, New York, called in with this question. Hi, this is Sarah calling from Amsterdam, New York. I'm calling because I wanted to hear your thoughts on um, once I'm done with the training plan, um, what to do next. Uh, I'm focused on training for a half marathon right now that I'm doing virtually on October 10th. And then after that, I'm trying to figure out my plan for the winter. Um, I'm trying to get better about running in the dark. Um, I'll probably supplement with some spinning classes um, on the bike I have in my basement. I don't have access to a treadmill, so I'm thinking this winter I'll probably only be able to run mostly on the weekends. And um, so I, I wanted to hear your thoughts on a plan. I don't want to slack off on running since I'm not planning for a race. So should I immediately book another one so I keep it up? Um, even if it's another virtual one, as we know races are up in the air. Uh, anyway, love the show. Thanks. Bye. So, well, from one Sarah to another, I'd like to say that it's good to plan ahead because, um, you know, there's nothing worse than the day after a race being um, caught off guard by that. Huh? What next? So, sure. so Dim, if you were in Sarah's shoes, what would you do? Um, I'd have to say it's Sarah Ha. Like my my younger sister is also Sarah with an H. <laughs> then this is Sarah in Amsterdam, New York, and you are Sarah with an H. And uh, she always used to say, it's not Sarah, it's Sarah Ha. <laughs> anyway, um, so Sarah Ha, um, I would say, you know, so it sounds like to me, and I, maybe this isn't the case, but 
if you don't run in the morning, does that mean you don't get to run outside at all? Because Mm -hmm. I mean, could you do, I I don't know what your situation is with work and children. And we know that that is definitely um, many, many balls to juggle. But if you could get out for a lunchtime run or a three o'clock run a couple of days a week, you know, 30 to 40 minutes, it doesn't have to be, you know, crazy hard or crazy long. But um, if you could do that, like two days a week, Mm -hmm. have the weekend and then um, you have that bike. And you know what is really fun doing on the bike, Sarah? You've been doing it recently with your smoke is with, yeah. with your smoking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> with, the, with your air quality in Portland yeah. is tell us what you've been doing. Yeah. So I um, got to use a neighbor's um, uh, stationary bike. Is that is there a better term for that? Uh, no, stationary bike. Yeah. And then they have weights, which I don't have here at my house. And um, so I would, um, I pretended I was you dim. And so I would ride for either 10 or 15 minutes and then hop off. And like we talked about with the answer with Julie, then do some weights, do, um, you know, strength moves with weights and then hop back on the bike. So just kind of um, mix it up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's a fun way to get in a good workout and not have it be like, oh, I've got to go sit on the bike for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. But if you hop on and off and do some, and you don't even need weights, you can do body weight exercise like mm-hmm. we just described. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what I would do. I would aim for, you know, um, again, so after she finishes her half marathon on October 10th, I would say if she's being active four days a week right now, um, or five days a week, I would try to maintain that. And, mm-hmm. you know, with hopefully three runs. I feel like three runs is kind of the minimum for weekly, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to kind of keep your body used to the pounding and used to just the, the energy it takes to run. So you're not starting over every weekend. And then two days of either cycling or, um, yoga or a YouTube video that feels Mm -hmm. good or anything, you know, any kind of exercise. Like the point is right now you're going into, wintertime in upstate New York. <laughs> we need to give you <laughs> as many tools as you can. So whatever you can do like that day to get in some sweat, get in some blood movement. I mean, we just had a, on Saturday morning here, um, we did a uh, workout for the Love the Run You're With 2.0 program um, because of the West Coast air quality. It was a, it was a race weekend for them. And um, so we did a, a step workout, a stair workout. So we climbed stairs and then did exercises in between. And we did it by songs. So one song was climbing up and down the stairs. One song is, you know, squats and lunges. One song is mm-hmm. climbing up and down the stairs. One song is tricep dips and push-ups. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not brain science. It's just yeah. a matter of just like being like, this is what I need and this is what I'm going to do. And yeah. it may not feel good, but I'll feel good afterwards. Yeah. That's the important thing to remember. And also that uh, you pointed out that don't just run on the weekends that, you know, giving um, advice to Sarah in Amsterdam that, um, you know, don't just do the cycling during the week and then run, try to get in, you know, if she's used to longer runs because of half marathon training, don't do that. Uh, I did not get to run all of last week because of the smoke situation here in Portland. And so rode the neighbor's bike a couple of days and then got to swim at a um, indoor pool and then on Saturday morning, I guess Molly and I um, ran, walked three miles and then went swimming in the pond that we love. And then yesterday by myself, I'm like, okay, I, I want to go out and I'm just going to see how I feel. And I felt good while I was out there and ended up doing nine miles. But, ooh, I was feeling it for the rest of the day. I was yeah. feeling it this morning. Is you know, It's Monday as we record this. I'm like, oh, yeah, that maybe wasn't my best move to go nine exactly. miles on my I first know. foray after... You know, I guess I hadn't run 
I guess it'd been 10 days because I hadn't run since the previous Wednesday, um, a week before Wednesday. So yeah, wow. so that's, so that's not a formula for success. No, so definitely not. trying to get in those um, runs. And, and the other thing, the final note that I'd give to Sarah is to uh, maybe invest in some good lights. Like we love knuckle lights, um, which are just what they sound like lights you wear on your knuckles, um, a light up vest, and, you know, maybe a few key pieces of winter running gear. So because whether whether you're running at lunchtime or anytime, you're going to need some um, any other time you're going to need some good winter weather gear, Sarah. Exactly. Live in. exactly. Yeah. 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 Upstate New York. That yeah. Haven that is upstate New York. <laughs> so um, so flying across the country and going much further south. Uh, this is Amy in San Diego. Hi, Sarah and Dimity. This is Amy from San Diego. And I have a question about ice baths. From what I have read, this is a subject of debate in both running and swimming communities. And I'm curious whether you have any firsthand experience with ice baths, and if so, if you saw any improvement in your recovery or your performance. And in general, what your recommendations are regarding ice baths. Thank you. Love the show. Oh my gosh, ice bath. Yes, yes. Well, um, Sarah doing her awesome research um, has confirmed that the tide, laugh, oh. insert, yeah, insert your laughter there, Sarah, um, <laughs> has turned on ice baths and that they are fairly much out of favor these days, um, at least scientifically. Studies find that if they truly do help to limit the inflammation after a long run or a hard workout, then your body is missing out on the adaptive training effect of that work. Um, yeah. And it's the rebuilding, you know, after you break down, that makes you come back stronger and faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, uh, you know, I, I absolutely don't disagree with those studies. I, but I also feel like there's a lot of placebo effects. Um, mm-hmm. And if an ice bath makes you feel good, and it also, you know, I mean, I've put my feet in, you know, like after we climbed a 14er last summer, like the best thing I did was put my feet in a freezing stream because they were just mm-hmm. hot and red and and angry, you know, mm-hmm. so there's definitely, you know, that probably did that stop the, I mean, my, your feet don't really have the adaptation effect, but you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I needed that. Right. And I've taken yeah. ice baths as I know you have Sarah, when yeah. maybe the training effect, you know, might've minimized the adaptation, but you know, we're not looking at Olympic gold medal. So tell us about your, uh, your ice bath, Sarah. Right. Right. I have had a lot of experience with ice baths, but um, thankfully those are most of them are about a decade out now. Um, so that coach that I referred to in the response to um, Carolyn from Australia, in her question, that that coach was a huge proponent of ice baths. Like she, that was a non-negotiable when I was on that training program. Um, so much so that when I, we went to, it was the race that I was um, going to be running was Eugene Marathon, which is about two hours south of Portland. And we drove, we um, the coach wanted me to run on the course to a very specific workout on the course. And she made it so that I was able to take an ice bath at the home of parents of a mutual friend of ours. Oh and, my gosh. Wow. Um, and so, you know, on the drive down there, you know, Lynn, got, we stopped and bought ice at a, you know, like a quickie mark type place. And so, yeah, there was, there was no getting out of it. So, um, you know, and so I really felt that it, it prevented a lot of post-run soreness and I remained injury-free during that training cycle. You know, who's to say, I don't have an identical twin who did the same workouts, but who's, <laughs> who's to say that, that I wouldn't have, um, that I, I would have had a different outcome if I hadn't done ice baths. But, um, 
you know, and I did, my PR was fairly significant. So, so again, who knows, but, um, you know, there are some ways to minimize the discomfort of an ice bath because it, it really, unless it's super hot, it's not a fun thing to sit in an ice bath. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically what you want to do is you are going to get into, you know, you're going to run cold water, you're going to dump a significant amount of ice in, you know, like our little ice. I mean, we have an ice maker in our freezer. And um, I would say that that little tray is probably, I mean, I would probably want twice that amount or, you know, you go to the store and buy a a $2 bag of ice, a 10 pound Mm -hmm. bag, and that's going to probably be your best bet Mm -hmm. um, to make it really cold. Um, Get in. You need to definitely go up to your belly button or near there. Don't, you know, we, we used to, back in the, the good old days of Run Like a Mother, we had people um, uh, putting on like our Facebook page, like pictures of them in an ice bath, they're, of their like legs, right? Um, yeah. But um, like their hips weren't covered or the tops of their quads weren't covered. I'm like, oh my God, the tops of your quads are like the heart, part of the hardest working, you know, they, they deserve some love. You got to get them under. So yeah. everything belly button and down is submerged. Everything belly button and up is can be like in a fleece or you can put on mittens or you can put on a nice warm hat and kind of stay warm and have a, you know, hot chocolate in your hands or something, you know, something warm to drink a cup of tea. So you're Mm -hmm. just going to stay there for as long as you can. It does get easier that that first submersion is definitely, um, you know, it takes your breath away, but that's the point. Um, And your skin is going to turn all red. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, you're going to stay there for 10 to I mean, 20 minutes is a long time, especially in the winter time. I would say aim for 10 if you can get to like 12 or something like that. Awesome. Oh, I know. Um, and, and for the record, people might be like, well, Dimity, 12 minutes isn't that different from 10. Oh, yes, it is. Yes. Oh, it is. You're going to be watching now that second hand count. You know, you'd be like 22, 23, oh, 24. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. For sure. And then, and then, I mean, you know, there is that, um, you know, the hot, the hot cold therapy, and I can't think of what it's called right now, but you know, you can get out of the, the bath or just stay in the bath and turn on the shower and, you know, put water, put on hot water and shower right down and get all clean and warm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, there, there is that hot, cold, hot, cold. What is that called? Do you remember? I do not know when the you switch back and forth from the yeah no I mean like when you do it at a spa where you like go from this sauna into the cold plunge. Yeah. I don't know the name of that. I didn't know there was a name for that. Well, it's called hot, cold, hot, cold for now. And that'll work. Um, so uh, anyway, so that's, I mean, that's kind of a version of it. Um, and that is, that's also another kind of therapy. And again, I just want to reiterate, like absolutely studies are, we respect the scientists, we respect all the people that research and try to make us better. But I also feel like sometimes, like I remember talking to um, one scientist and sometimes a lot of the studies are done on males, first mm-hmm. of all, and they're done on you know, males that might be younger than us, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, it might be like professional runners or NCAA right. and stuff. Right. And it's not, again, like there is, there is some broad application of course, but if it's something that you're interested in trying and you finish and you're like, wow, that felt really good. And I feel a big difference later that day and the next morning, I would say, keep doing it personally. Well, well and let's not negate the badass feeling that you get. Oh yeah. Right <laughs> and the, bra- the bragging rights of put, put that in the scientific study, right? The badass feeling. <laughs> Maybe that's the type of science we need to do, Dimity, like I measuring badassery. I know. How badass did you feel doing this? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, this was fun. This was fun and we love to answer your questions. So please 
keep bringing them on. Um, if you have a question for us, whether it's about ice baths or ice boxes, we're, we're here. Um, so give us a ring at 470-BADASS-1, which is 470-223-2771. Leave your first name and where you're calling from and uh, make sure to keep your messages to about 90 seconds or less. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And got to put in a plug. We just launched love the run. You're with junior 2.0. It's a seven week program to keep kids ages four to 12 active and engaged. There's a accumulation of the, uh, sorry, culmination event in mid November complete with a bib and a medal. So for all the details and to register, go to train like a mother.club and um, you'll find virtual races in the little hamburger menu at the top left. Again, that's train like a mother.club. It's a very cool program. It's headed up by um, Coach Liz Waterstrat. And uh, if you did it last time and were wanting a little bit more structure for your kiddos, um, we have that this time. We have specific run-walk workouts. We have Dance Party Tuesdays with playlists. Mm-hmm. We have um, some – she's going to uh, videotape herself doing some strength routines with her three kids, which are in the 4 to 12 age group. So um, a lot more structure and um, one less thing for you to think about if uh, PE class isn't happening for you this um, semester. Yeah. So, Sarah, I think we both need readers because, uh, I mean, I'm trying to read this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Time for me to finally give in. Do you use readers on your computer? Oh, not on my computer. No, I, I um, when I read the New York Times in the uh, over breakfast, yeah. I find my, my eyesight improves to a certain point as the day goes on. Yeah, well, and I guess you can blow up the, you can magnify. I sometimes forget to do that, though. (laughs) Anyway, all right, that's neither here nor there. Um, Just keep your questions coming. If you want to talk about readers, we can do that, too. (laughs) We are here with all the answers. 